Just a couple of quick announcements before we dive into this week's episode of the Basically Good podcast. Good progress being made on the Tiberius Ulfnod cards that will be being sent out, those Hero Duels cards being sent out to all of our distinguished heroes and our recognized heroes. Uh, progress, was, like I said, being made on those should be available here in the next three to four weeks uh, to get those actually packaged and shipped out to you all. We're very excited to get those for you. If you're interested in picking one of those up, again, they are only going to be handed out to those who support us on Patreon on a recognized hero tier level and our distinguished hero tier level. You can support us at patreon.com slash basically good podcast. Dive in and take a look at those benefits that come from each of those tiers. We have some exciting things moving that we're just not quite ready to talk about just yet revolving around some events that we're looking to put on later this year. We're very excited to share those with you. Stay tuned as we kind of roll out something to give you, something to chew on a little bit while we get there. Do not fret, there will be more events coming your way here soon. Also, mark your calendars for Wednesday, July 7th. Again, just another reminder that the next episode of What's Going On Here, the ep- or the show where we break down the last four episodes of the Basically Good podcast will be airing again Wednesday, July 7th at 7 o'clock Central Time. This episode will be featuring Jackson and Silas, as well as two of our Patreon heroes. Keep your eyes peeled if you support us on those. We will be reaching out to you privately if your name is rolled. We're very excited about this next episode. The first one was an absolute blast. You can catch the VOD of that on our YouTube channel to kind of see how all that went down. Uh, We're going to keep it a little bit shorter this time around. We understand the pilot episode was a little bit longer. We had to do some introductions and it was a lot of fun to get through. But this next one will be probably a little bit shorter, keeping in between the hour to hour and a half mark. It looks like many of you all have finally received your shirts. We're so excited to get those out to you all. Lots of good feedback. Uh, they are very comfortable. So we're so glad that you all were able to receive those. Um, if you have any issues with those, please reach out to us on our website through that uh, contact link there on our website at basicallygoodpodcast.com. If you had any issues with shipping, we'd love to get that resolved for you. Last but not least, our patron of the week this week is Toast Nation. That was the surname they gave us, the pseudonym they gave us. Uh, But some of us know Toast here. Uh, Toast is a a wonderful uh, fan that actually um, caught our... Uh, Fall of Heroes one shot. Uh, this is the first time it seems like they were taking a look at us. Uh, never really seen much before that, and jumped directly into our distinguished hero tier and has supported us for a couple months now. Toast, we are so jazz to have you on as a supporter um it's been just awesome to catch up with you again uh it's been some years since we've actually talked to this person so very very amazing to have them on board huge D fans in general and just love to see uh, just to support creators uh, in the realm so thank you so much toast we super appreciate all of your your efforts so far and your support for the show Last but not least, make sure to follow us on our social media accounts if you'd like to stay up to date with everything that's going on. We highly recommend that you jump onto our Twitter, at BasicallyGPod. Look at that pinned tweet, grab that Discord link, and jump into our Discord. It's where the most excitement happens throughout the week, where we talk about the most recent episodes. The community is there and just thriving every day. Uh, Those who are in the community, thank you so much just for your continued support in that community. We love just jumping on and reading and and laughing. Uh, You guys are funny. We got a funny little community, so we're so happy to have new folks join in. We've had a couple join us last week. We'd love to see more if you haven't, if you're not there already. You can also follow us at Basically Good Podcast on 
Instagram, and we have a Facebook as well, as well as a YouTube channel where you can watch a few of our uh, quirky, weird videos that we have. It's kind of a conglomerate of videos, but that is available as well. That is all the announcements that I have for today. Please enjoy this week's episode of The Basically Good Podcast. We open to the striking of flint against steel as sparks ignite oil-covered logs. We are in a small courtyard surrounded by tall, dark stone walls. Hell knights wearing different gilded armors from around the courtyard stare at the bonfire in its center. Our gaze pans upward as we see a familiar gold-painted man hoisted on a pole a few feet above the growing flames. The gold paint has begun to smear and now drips with sweat and blood down the panicked face of the man. Clayton Burke, Alex's voice rings out. Over Burke's shoulder, Alex stands below him in Stygian full plate. You have shown us the willpower of a Hell Knight, a priceless quality. But now is not the time to boast of your traits, but to tell us, where is Lucian Vote, the last of the Order of the Nail? If you do, I will put an end to the suffering. Burke closes his eyes and leans his head against the pole behind him. Alec nods, understandingly, and watches as the flames begin to creep up his body. Ah! Ah! Burke begins to thrash wildly. He's, he's here. He's in the city. I don't know where, but he's here. Let me go. Alec races forward and starts to clamber up the burning logs when Alec feels the air rush over his head and Burke's wailing stops abruptly. Alec looks up and sees the bolt lodged into Burke's half-gilded brow. He jumps down from the bonfire. Behind him stands Paralictor Reese, holding a heavy crossbow. I gave that man my word I would help him. And you did. A swift death is a gift, especially in our line of work. Now I believe you have your next task. Reese shoves the crossbow into Alex's hands. Find vote and bring an end to the Order of the Nail. Reese marches away, and we watch Alec turn to stare at the now blazing bonfire in the center of the courtyard. We pan until we see nothing but flames and the faint silhouette of the Lone Hell Knight, and then we fade to black.
we open to see our adventurers coiled up in vines and briars, all sitting at a table beneath the Gilded Rose. Along the walls are packed dirt and illuminescent fungi that light the small room. And in front of them is a well-dressed human man, gilded skin, wearing white, a white suit and a gilded rose in his pocket. He spreads his arms and says, Now that I have you all gathered here, why have you come to my city? Sarah speaks up. Calm calm, calm down, everyone. Um, Mr. Vittoria, is is this really necessary? She kind of looks down and gestures at the vines holding us in our chair. He kind of like moves his fingers and you feel the vines tighten a little bit. Mr. Vittori, your reputation precedes you. And from the looks of it, it seems like my reputation precedes me. Perhaps many years ago, I worked for your family without realizing it, or perhaps Perhaps I was the reason members of your family were brought to justice. But I assure you, our feeble attempt at disguises was simply to get us to your location and nothing more. And I will not waste your time. Um, you're a businessman, and I bring an opportunity for you in the Vittori household. A week ago, Tiberius Ulfnod, the hero of Breach Hill, was murdered in his own home by Mr. Julius Vero, accompanied by many of the Eladir guardsmen. Now, you speak of a dead man. You're telling me Julius Vero himself sprang up from his coffin and waltzed all the way to that small little shanty town and shot your husband dead. If he is the man that I was told was in the house, was described in the house, then yes. We live in a very strange world, Mr. Vittori. You know this this wouldn't be the oddest thing that's happened around here. I saw him with my magical eye, says Aaron. I only have one. Turns to you. But I can put it anywhere. I see. I see. Aaron Threall. Just Aaron. That's fine. Just Aaron. You're saying you saw him yourself. Via magic. He is going to reach under the under the table and pull out a bottle that is corked and it has it is a clear substance looks like just water and he is going to slide it over in front of Aaron and wave his hand 
Without question, Aaron starts drinking it. <laughs> well, you're currently bound. <laughs> <laughs> With his mouth, pulls the cork and then, you know, using his bounces on his shoulder and just starts glugging. <laughs> is, it, is this what you want? <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. I okay. can't do that. My hands are bound. He is going to wave his hand and you feel uh, the vines around one of your arms begin to loosen. And he and he says, is, are you able to remember seeing this happen? Vividly. Then do so and reach out and touch this. Aaron closes his eyes. Tears start to well around the corners. And he reaches out and touches the bottle. The rest of you, as you see Aaron doing this, you see the or the um, transparent liquid slowly become cloudy and milky. And then after you've thought of it, as you let go, he is going to reach out, uncork the bottle, and he's going to drink it. And as you watch him drink it, you see his eyes glaze over with the same kind of milky hue and then quickly return to normal. He says, ah, it appears Julius Firo walks this plane once again. As does Lucian vote. Yes. The golden does. knight. The golden knight whom I know of. Aaron chooses not to say an opinion about him. So, Miss Forland, your plan was to trounce through the woods of Isker and clamber into this city and what? Rescue your boy. Yes, Miss Vittori, we have reason to believe that Urkel Short is also in this city and it is in the best interest of myself and his party members here to retrieve him and clear his name. Hmm. Well, now I know you have a complicated history with the Elodea government and their enforcement whom strangely enough seem to be heavily financed and supported by our mutual enemy, Mr. Julius Vero. So I don't come without a plan. Mr. Vittori, I don't come without an offer. Do you even know where he is? 
Well, that is why we came to you. Urkel Short now lies in the deepest depths of the Gieve. Are you to tell me that he already stood trial and was sentenced to the Gieve? It's been a week since he's gone missing. Yes, the trial was rushed post-haste. Um, it's... From my informant, I hear it was rather um, explosive and quick. Your men, your family, must help us find Urkel Thaddeus Short. You feel the vines tighten, and he says, My family is not required to do anything for anyone, Miss Forland. We will offer you, Mr. Vittori, 30 years of knowledge of a man with the highest level of security clearance and the combination to the most secure vault in the Elidia National Bank. Mr. Vittori, you and your family have sought power for years in this city, and you and I both know that you cannot crumble the strongest power in Elidia from the outside. With your help, we will cripple the entire Elidia economy, and with it, this ghost Julius Vero. Now we don't come, we don't come asking for any portion of the power, only to meet the interests of our own party here. Now does that sound like a fair request? So, let me get this straight. You all are fugitives of the law to be killed or captured on sight. You have nowhere to go, nowhere to hide, and are under the very nose of the people who seek you. And you promise me information of entry into the largest vault this side of Galarian, in the city that has more gold traveling through its borders than entire empires. And that information is at the bottom of a prison that's never been thwarted. I don't know, Miss Forland, this plan of yours seems like a bit of a risk. As a man who runs a gambling hall, you must be no stranger to risk, Mr. Vittori. It pays out immensely for those who, with a little bit of luck, get the winning hand. I also know that the house always wins. And we would be betting against the house. 
but if we win, you do kind of become the house. see a vine cover for Zagig's mouth. <laughs> um, I would like to, as as he's talking about the all the gold that comes yeah. in, <laughs> as he's talking about all the gold that comes in, I want to use my free hand to grab the Aaron card in front of me and slip it into my pocket. <laughs> okay. Roll a, roll a sleight of hand check. Okay, here we go. Um, I'm going to use a hero point. Oh my God. Holy. Okay. He needs it. He wants it. Do you have an Aaron card? No. No. Oh. What do you think I want? <laughs> um, is this uh, a stealth or a deception check? Oh, is there not sleight of hand? That I, it's probably there should be a sleight it's of stealth. Hand skill. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Starfinder. It's probably thievery? Just, is it just it's thievery. thievery that's what it is. Thievery. Yeah. Or thievery. Yeah, or thievery. That's yeah sleight of yeah, hand is in is. Starfinder. My bad. Um, I got a 22 plus 8 is 30. Holy cow. All right. He does not notice. <laughs> yes. Is it high rarity? Glary. Oh, yeah. Is it high rarity? <laughs> we got a freaking check rarity. <laughs> Give it a roll. I mean, he's it's got to be. I mean, he's he's got he's, all the he's, nice cards. It's Vittori. He's got all the cards. The Why would he family? not put a hollow mythic right in front of us? <laughs> just just for the flex. You know he would. It's a copper. You know he was. Uh, Ripsky. <laughs> Rip Tory. Kaleri is gonna um kind of speak up, not try to be too abrasive. And uh, she's gonna say <clears throat> Mr. Vittori, if I could if I could just say and I, I, I do not mean any disrespect. While you might see this as betting against the house, not that I know much about gambling, but you did mention a few important things about this entire situation. We are wanted, dead or captured, more than likely killed on sight. We don't gain anything from attempting to turn you in because trying to do so would just be sealing our own fate. If you help us, either we fail and your life goes on as it has, or we succeed and your risk pays off. Maybe I'm wrong, but even a blind man would take a risk where if failure happens, nothing occurs. You run a clean ship from what I've seen, Mr. Vittori. You know how to make yourself detached. This could be clean. And I'm not putting the burden of the entire plot in your hands. We, we wish to seek the aid of others. We'll need all the help we can get. And who are these others? Who are your allies here in my city? Well, he looks over at Kaleri. Certain Hell Knight that may be about here, and maybe a few allies of his. 
for starters. There are also a couple merchants who I don't know if they're good at anything, but they're <laughs> very <level> kind. Three. <laughs> level three they're, they're so kind. They're so And nice. they could make a great distraction and not even know it. <laughs> Trust. You wish to enlist a Hell Knight? I believe the Hell Knights are the ones looking for you all. You know, guys, he's right. We shouldn't trust Hell Knights. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, no. Vittori, listen. There is one Hell Knight. His name is Alec Montague. Ah, we, Mr. Montague. Yes, we consider him almost even one of our own. He knows we're good people. He knows Urkel. And if Vote is involved, he will play along with whatever we need him to in order to make sure he gets his comeuppance. Mr. Montague came in last night and thrashed one of my tables and took one of my employees. Was he a good employee? He was not of my family, that's for sure. Well, that's good. It's an ex Hell Knight hiding here. But you say this Montague seeks vote? I know not yes. a lot of vote, only the mutterings. That he once came to the city for refuge, but I thought he'd left long ago. It seems he's found his place as a puppet of Vero. He sighs and is going to turn around. And he says, Before my family started the Gilded Rose, this place was nothing but a mere vagabond plot. It was a city park where the homeless slept. So the government stepped in and kicked all the low lives out. My family purchased this plot and built it into what it is today. Learning the druidic arts, we crafted a labyrinth under the city. Many people have used it for their own profits, their own excursions, all paying us a tithe. You can say while Mr. Vero and our good steward own the city above, underneath the city, my family rules. Now, you're right. If I were a smart man, I would turn you all in. Perhaps even gain a favor or two from the steward. But like your 
pet here said. If I topple the house, I can become it. He's not a pet, he's just a goblin. I will, for- rude. I will forgive that, Aaron, for I know you are not of these lands, but it is these goblins that murdered and spilled blood across our lands. Not this one. He's only like three or four years old. He's a baby. Now Frizzigig is fuming for two reasons. <laughs> Aaron looks over at Frizzigig and winks. <laughs> I got you, pal. Uh, Frizzigig is very, uh, you know, he was kind of shru- like squirming more than struggling against the vines. Uh, he's become very still. Regardless, what he muttered is true. I will take your bait, Miss Forland. But what is your plan to rescue your son from the Gieve? You have me and a young Hell Knight against the entire government of Eladir. Uh, could I roll a I don't know if I would even need to roll um, some sort of like underworld check or society check about the Gieve. Uh, would I know who runs it? Is it the Hell Knights? No, it's not the Hell Knights. Okay. But yeah, go ahead and roll. Okay. What should I roll? Uh, society will work. Or society underground. Okay. Forget it. Because the Gieve is underground. <laughs> oh, of course. Wait, if Vittori rules the underground and the Gieve is underground, why doesn't he rule the Gieve? Come on, right? What a fake. Right? <laughs> uh, I got a natural 17 for a 32. Hi, Roller. You um, you know the, the name of the man who, who kind of runs the Gieve? His name is Robert Burns. But you know he goes by the moniker Burns the Butcher for I'll just give you this information about the Gieve um, so that the kind of uh, like the topical part of it is is like a jail and so people get arrested they go to jail and they get tried and so on um, but people who are sentenced to prison are sent and there are seven rings of the prison similar to hell and the worst of the worst mm, are at the very bottom of the Gieve where it is very cold. Um, and um, you also know that there is a active slave market built onto the side of the prison. And those who serve time um, are sometimes when it's not doing well the slave market they will just grab prisoners and ship them off and sell them even if even if their sentence says otherwise yeah yeah but you would know like 
if Urkel was into the bottom, that they're 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 down there to rot. It's more like the first or second rings. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Right. So. Right. Okay. And I mean, you're smart enough to know like Vero's not gonna, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Like he wouldn't he wouldn't put him in like the first or second. Well, you provided us with a lot of new information here, Mr. Vittoria. I wasn't expecting something as so damning as the Gieve to be where we would have to retrieve him from. We'll need time. We'll need to think. Do you have any strings over there? Are you outside of prisons and those left to rot? Well, I do have a few roots in the give, but none that stretch as far as where they are keeping Urkel now have you know that it is common for the uh, simple guards of the jail to sometimes visit my establishment every now and then and I've even heard some talk that Mr. Burns himself has been known to gamble but only amongst his own men but perhaps we could see to that now you should also know that you've chosen an interesting time to come to the city for in four days time the annual shareholders banquet of the Eladir's bank is being held and currently the shareholders from Cheliax are in transit on their way here So, if you really mean to retrieve your boy and make a trip to the vaults of the bank, there's only a small window of time. If Mr. Butcher were to come and visit and gamble amongst his own men, He wouldn't, by chance, ever gamble high-priority prisoners away, would he? I see where you're going with this, but I don't think Mr. Burns has the authority, I'm afraid. But... I'm more interested in what is inside his head than I am his pockets. And he's going to kind of pull up another bottle of the potion. Now, if we can get Mr. Burns to think of a certain place and hold on to this, we might be able to do something with that.
Well, for certain, we'll have to retrieve um, some of those uniforms in order to get ourselves to the table, correct? Or at least one of us. We're pretty decent impersonators when... Well, I promise we'll do better next time. (laughs) That could be arranged. Now, I would like to offer up my last bit of help to the situation... As you know, Miss Forland, as you said, I am a very clean man. You may have heard of some of my family's outings. Having gotten in and out very quietly, I'll let you all in on a family secret. And he's going to pull out a... What appears to be kind of like a, like what you what you'd see on like New Year's, where you like um like you like a sorry, it's like a cylinder, right? It's like a small little uh, c- cylinder toy mm-hmm. that kids would like pop, and there would be like confetti that would like kind of rain down, and he is going to hold it and crack it in half. And you see he instantly disappears and then reappears behind you all. Teleports behind you. Yeah, teleports (laughs) behind you. Asterix. Um, And then he is going to waltz back over and he's going to pull out another one and kind of like lazily spin it on the table. My family has crafted these for some time now. Don't know you, Aaron, if you're familiar with the arcane spell Dimension Door. Very familiar. Can I touch it, please? Not so fast. I won't I won't pop it. I just want to <laughs> I'm a student of the game of magic. You feel the vine wrap around your arm again. That was like not tied up. <laughs> and he says, this spell has been heightened, if you will. And these small crackers have a radius of one mile and will teleport you anywhere within one mile that you have been or have seen before. But be wary. They are a one-way ticket and once used, you are immune from their effects for one hour. So, if we can find out where they're keeping him down below, see it with our own eyes, we might have the means of getting there or getting out of there. Now, as I've said, my family is willing to take a bit of a risk on you all. I will even allow you refuge here under my gambling hall for four days. In that time, 
You will either be on your way with your son, or you will join him down at the bottom of the Gieve. But until then, my family is here to help. And then you feel the vines, like, go loose around you guys, and you are all, like, no longer tangled. But at any time I feel our partnership begin to wane, I will not hesitate to turn you over. We have no reason to cross you, Mr. Vittori. Thank you for your time and your resources. I like you. (laughs) You have lots of magical things. And I enjoy them. Can I see the popper now? I will not pop it. (laughs) I will let you investigate. And he's going to hand it to you. And spins around and sniffs it and all different kinds of things. He comes over there and investigates it with you. He's very curious. Uh, go ahead, Sarah. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> we have some planning to do over the next four days. We will make the most of it. That's all. That's all I was going to say. Thank you, Aaron. You're welcome. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just call them dimensional poppers. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, quick, toss me that DP. <laughs> No. <laughs> I know you're just gonna pop the I know you're gonna pee Give the DP. That. I know you're gonna pee I'm the DP. I'm calling for the DP. No. <laughs> what are you what are you guys thinking as players right now? I'm pr- I'm pretty excited. So much. There's a lot. I mean, yeah. like, there's so many ways we could do this, and I love that. Oh, we yeah, got to use like we have. We got to use the DP to get out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. DP to get Easy. out for sure. Easy. Yeah, imagine oh, how hard it is in. to get Urkel all the way up. Yeah, it would be. But that means that means okay, so there's like I mean, if we're going to get if we're going to get our hands on some ah, shoot, it could be one person. If we got our hands on one like suit of uniform and you go back and you get down there in two dps you're out but it's just one person like we could all five go but i that's like oh just just five guards just just walking down or all yeah four of us you know if then you know if we can get uh, alec with us but i mean just one person would wait 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 wait. so quick aaron if you heightened invisibility spear sphere to your max level how long could it last Aaron cracks open his um, spell book slash hymnal um, <laughs> and hymnal <laughs> it is it is my um, also my hymnal and I don't appreciate you laughing at it like that <laughs> very magical and holy um, oh, the shit. duration Alan. Oh, Shaylin, you're such a pretty lady. (laughs) Your heart is wonderful. I love you dearly. Uh, Now, that's what I call (laughs) Shaylin. 25. Um, 25. I hold up a small doodle of a tarantula, and I say, this is for you, (laughs) Shaylin. She likes art, guys. Uh, (laughs) The highest duration that I can get (laughs) 
which would be um, my next level of spells. One hour. Rip. Okay. We just gotta level up. So let's go grind. Listen, <laughs> let's go grind. I think we would. Would we need to level up once or twice? That's that's the that's the thing about it. I'm looking. But for now, it's ten minutes, and you have three. You could cast it three times essentially if you prepared it all slots. I could cast it to... four times. We have to consider we're talking about an impenetrable fortress of a prison. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 if, no, no. If no. you think a low-level invisibility spell will work. No, hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. If we can somehow find a way, either through Aaron's spells or through potions, to allow an invisibility to last for an hour, all we need to do is get the information about where Urkel's cell is Located from Busty Bruiser or Bruv the Butcher, whatever Busty, his name I think is. Busty Burns. Busty Burns. Buster Burns. Sorry. Buster Burns. Gundrick Wilson is what I heard. <laughs> Buster Burns. And the, the boys. The Butcher. The Butcher. All we have to do is DPN remain invisible in Urkel's cell for oh. an hour until the effects of the DP. Subside. <laughs> and then we teleport out. Don't have to deal with any sensors at the top of the prison, although there might be guards who are patrolling, and if they have those little magic sticks on them, that could be a problem. But an hour isn't too much time if we're invisible. If if we're able to secure a uniform, we don't need to hide behind plain sight. You're a patrolman. You walk down there. You see the the, the prison cell and finish your patrol for the evening leave and then then we can deal with invisibility i mean we don't even know if they patrol down there if That's it's just true the bottom pit of hell why would anyone go wait aaron your eye your magical eye could you could you see where urkel is right oh now oh my gosh um i re-crack open my spellbook hymnal What's the I, range on um, that? It's 500 feet. 500 feet. It is 500 feet. Um, it is 500 feet. Um, create an invisible floating eye at a location within range. Even if it is outside your line of sight or line of effect. That's that's the nutty part, though. That's the so nutty if we part. Get, if we get within 500 feet, of, if we get Aaron within 500 feet of the Keeve. Well, we how eye, deep down are the holes? That's a good question. Isn't it like the pits of hell? I hate to butt in, but you should know the bottom layer is very, very deep. My roots have not been able to reach it. Just how deep? Are we talking like a thousand feet, two thousand, a mile? How deep Two is the Two miles. Three miles. <laughs> How deep Four miles. No one, for us. <laughs> no one knows for sure. That is why the Geeve, no one's been able to escape. Not even I know how deep it goes down. 
I do know, however, there is some sort of device that allows one to travel between the rings. Hmm. It's like a magical elevator, which is why it can be so deep. That makes sense. Which you guys, in a cult, uh, as players' audience, you guys have seen this elevator in a cold open. Yeah. But your characters don't know that. My character might. Mr. Vittori, what would it take to be sent to the deepest <laughs> level in the prison? That's what we're trying to do. What kind of crime needs to be committed in order to get one of our own down there? How many murders must I commit? But how are you (laughs) supposed to get a DP? Are you going to stick it in your anus? Like, how are you going to get it down there with you? No, no. One of us will go. Another will escort the other in uniform. I mean, but if you're a high-value target... Are they only going to send one guard? Oh, it's the classic yeah, Wookiee prisoner also... trick. Wookiee <laughs> prisoner trick. <laughs> if if one of if we are to do the Wookiee prisoner, mm, we need classic. to know what guard we're going to look like. Let's right. not act like they don't know who it their coworkers are. It needs to be a specific Aaron guard. And yeah, it needs to be a specific guard who we kidnap, knock him out, and we need to look exactly like that guard. Aaron pulls yeah, out magic. his fake mustache one more time, puts it on, and says. How do I look? <laughs> All right. You look uh, good. What's up, Frizzy King? So does that mean Aaron's going to be the Wookiee? Because Cause of the mustache? I get it. I mean, yes, but not in the way you think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, explain, Frizzy King. Um, don't worry about that comment. Back to the heist. Uh. <laughs> um, I, I will say that, as I've said before, there are a few guards in the Gif that I have their ears and fingers, but only the elite guards are able to go to the lower rings. These elite guards, you say... Busty Bruno only gambles with his men. Are the elite guards among those he gambles with? Would we be able to see one? If my men can convince Burns the Butcher, as I've said before, (laughs) and his men to come to my Grand Hero Duels tournament three nights from now, Holy cow. Then perhaps, yes, he will bring along some of his elite guards. Uh, Mm. Are you able to find out some dirt on any of them? You know, figure out if they got any vices, particularly exploitable ones. I can do some digging. On any of them. I think all we need is one in, as Sarah was saying. One of us could go. It doesn't even have to be... Bucky... Burns the Butcher. Yes, Burns the Butcher. Barney Barnes. Now, I'll have you know, (laughs) if these men come to my establishment and anything goes awry, 
in my establishment. I will turn you all over immediately. Understandable. So if you're going to try anything, you cannot have it reflect on the Vittori family. Of course. Of course. If anything would happen in these walls, we will do it cleanly, as you always have. But we also have the option to maybe follow one home and have them mysteriously disappear in a back alley. Keep that in mind, my friends. We can take his legs. Now you're all starting to think like true Eladirians. Now, I will tell you, your friend Mr. Montague is currently being stationed at the Hell Knight garrison here in the city. As you know, all the Hell Knights have their citadels, but in places outside of that, there are garrisons where all the Hell Knight orders are welcome to take rest. Mr. Montague has been stationed there for some time and has been studying law within the city. Appears he was even defense in your son's court case yesterday. Yesterday. We have to go find out what happened. We need to go see Mr. Montague. And I feel as though if we are able to get a little bit of, you know, like Mr. Frizzigig said, some dirt on these guards, even just two, and we were able to get one of them to show us how to get where we need to go, while the other impersonates another, that should be uh, in and out. Does that sound clean? Squeaky. Only as clean as we make it. I believe we have appointments we must be attending elsewhere. Mr. Vittori, we will be back soon with hopefully a little bit more preparations and potentially more help. I don't think it wise for you to leave... I've heard of your calling because of your loud footsteps across the plains. And my many eyes that watched you walk the streets. I think it best if you all stay here and I will send for Mr. Montague to meet you all here. And he's gonna like wait. Okay. He's gonna wave. He's gonna <laughs> wave his hand, and you see one of the like thorny, or sorry, like the earthen like walls, begin to kind of like crumble and reveal like a hallway slash like room, to the side. And you see a few cots in there, and he says, "You are welcome to go to your chamber, while you await." Mr. Montague. Mr. Vittori. 
Do you have any elaborate magical, possibly texts that a young elf like me could read? Potentially of magical powers that could help me in our, or not, just pleasurable reading. Just, I don't know. <laughs> or not. You're Maybe scaring me. <laughs> in the next four days, everything that I can offer you, I will, I will freely give. It is up to you to use what is available to accomplish your goal. If you do not, then we will never meet again. So, yes. Okay. That is actually huge because yeah. that means we can huge get whatever resources. equipment we need. That's massive. Yeah. Yeah. He's just offering resources. Again, sir. As a player, on a player standpoint, there is like a cap on that, like to what's available. So it's not like there that's is crack, no cap. It's not like crack open the core <laughs> rulebook and grab everything you see. It's Thompson <laughs> machine guns. But but yes, <laughs> you have a bit of an allowance that you guys can find. Like, In reality lightsabers. standards, mm -hmm. like can you give us like a ballpark gold cap that like we can't go above two hundred gold total, hundred gold total. Uh. Yeah. That's where I'm going to add the number total because I haven't decided it. Okay. <laughs> Is there also like, like, oh, Chase, that's a lot it? of gold. That's a lot. Chase, that's so much Whoa. gold. Whoa. I can't believe you'd give us gold, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> and now that we're freaking out about it, it's not like you can make it something kind of <laughs> underwhelming. Ten. What? Gold. Burr, million gold. Ten. <laughs> gold. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's bur trillion? I didn't hear that part. Oh my god. Copper pieces bur trillion gold. <laughs> Dirt pieces. That's how that's really how we do the heist is we just buy the prison. Right. Yeah. Right. We purchase the prison. Ah, the we purchase, the we, purchase Urkel. we just buy it. <laughs> um Is there he kind of mentioned I think maybe not, but is there any like schematics of the give in the in the restricted section of the library or anything that we could search for everything like on the give is like super like airtight you know like cool um so yeah so while you guys are in there you guys are formulating obviously aaron you have your yurdles card that you stole um <laughs> you first gig you have you have I like to say swiped instead of <laughs> okay <laughs> and uh, yeah you guys have one popper that you guys have that first gig is kind mm -hmm. of uh, trying to like take apart and everything um Frizzy also goes over to one of the beds like first thing and like a you know like a like a dog when they get on a blanket <laughs> they do that thing where they like pull it up and like fluff it up. Uh, he does that all over the bed and then makes himself his little like blanket cave and is poking at the popper during all this. <laughs> nice. Frizzy you're really not helping with the whole pet thing. <laughs> Frizzy your wet socks are on the bed. <laughs> hey. They gotta dry off somehow. <laughs> are you guys saying anything while you're inside this room? Anything you guys wanna say while you're waiting for Alec to be summoned? Yes. Calere. Aaron. What are you going to do? And what are you going to feel when you see Alec again? 
I just hope he's doing well. I bet you do. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> I, I, can't. Across the room. I can't. I cannot do this right now. <laughs> this Mr. Montague, did uh, did he fancy you, Miss Clary? Uh, you know, that's a good question. That is a good the question. The answer's yes. No, let Clary answer. Let uh, Clary speak. Did he I fancy think, you? I think Alec and I have a healthy respect for each other. At least that's what it looks like from my angle. I will say that much. No, no, no. We're not talking about the way that you feel about him. We're talking about the way he feels about you. I don't know. I mean, like, maybe. I, I, he left me a letter. Like, he's a he's a good guy. He wrote but you he's a letter. Troubled. Yeah, he, he left I me a letter. I remember Tiberius used to write. Before he, he fucking died, Sarah. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. 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 <laughs> Let it die. <laughs> We're not talking about this. Aaron walks up and slaps Claire in the face and yep. says, What is wrong with you? <laughs> Sorry, I think my player took over for a second. I didn't mean to say that. Retcon. <laughs> uh, rewind. And then, and then she Hello? says, I remember when Tiberius used to write me until... He fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sarah, I'm so sorry. No, you aren't. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, um, so how are we gonna, how are we gonna do with this? First off, very well done in there. We got what we came for. I didn't think he would buy it, but yes, now it's just a matter of. I think my biggest fear at this point is the interior of the Gieve. I think we have an idea in our minds that it's just some circle and an elevator and maybe a hallway that leads to the elevator. And that may not be the case at all. There could be checkpoints, there could be searches, there could be all sorts of things that we're not prepared for. I think you're right. But I, I think that all depends on our approach and... Whenever the butcher gets here, if we're able to get some information, that would be really helpful in planning to give us a better idea of what's plausible here. Because, I mean, as much as I would like to just poof in and poof out, like you said, if there are magical sensors or checks or balances or anything, we may not be able to do that. So I, I don't know how much use it is to concoct some convoluted plan if one thing can throw a wrench in the system. We need a psychological profile on one of these elite guards. Because even if we look like him, we may need to act like him. Which is why I think that if we were to be able to take two, one of them use for their uniform, the other to help guide us to the destination and maybe speak on our behalf, would work. Frizzy Gig, that was good thinking about maybe finding some sort of leverage to entice yeah, I think we get a couple of them forcibly on our side. It'll go uh, pretty smooth, you right? Like we we cre we create a situation where if we go down, they go down with us. But precisely, I'm I think it could be a bad idea to work with two, especially when we're working with them, because what's stopping them from just like turning to like burns and then just arresting us there's they don't even have to have a reason there already is one and then i also well, think the other way would be to deceive one of them 
right? And have them lead us there. But that's even more what we in the wizardry land like to call acting checks. Uh, right. That is much more um, heroic of you all to want to deceive instead of dispose of. And I think that could be. Oh, possible. no, I'm saying dispose of one and deceive the other. Oh, oh, gods. <laughs> Yeah, oh, don't I mean, you? Oh, God, Sarah, we know you are perfectly fine with disposing of whatever it is you want to dispose of. Oh, righty. Like you Let's disposed everybody of take Alec. a chill pill? <laughs> you may we join me in the blanket cave if you need to. There are only good vibes in the blanket cave. <laughs> Look, all I'm just saying, like wrapped only up. good vibes in the blanket cave. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying Shitty is I ideas. don't want an unnecessary amount of bloodshed. I think we've done enough of that already. Correct, Miss Galeria. We have at our disposal a expanse of underground tunnels in which we could hide said naked guard down here in this little cell until we return. Maybe we'll let him see his friend again. Maybe that's the leverage we're looking for. Hmm. Try anything fucky and we'll kill your friend. I do hmm. want as little people as possible to see our faces. We that could is a just, good plan. We could, we don't have to be a violent. We could just a little high voltage electrocution. I that worked out great last time. It did. <laughs> it did. These are elite. These are elite guards. I think they'll be a little That's bit true. harder to kill than homeless people. You're right. A big high voltage electrocution. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, fuck me for trying to make an emotional point here, and then we're just making yeah, memes about it. We're making we memes. Okay. Well, when it boils down to it, I think we need multiple plans here. We need a plan A. B and C. They do use the alphabet in this in, in common, right? Yes. Chance. Ah, be and ka. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and maybe I'm haughty to assume this, but I think my assumption about blinking in and blinking out is the safest. But if we get any information that leads us to believe otherwise, maybe we go with another plan. And if that falls through, I think we do need a third. What are we going to use Alec for? I mean call Alec an assistance for. <laughs> what are, what are we going Alec to for? manipulate Alec about? <laughs> yeah, where does I, he come into this? Well, if Alec truly had the defense of Urkel at court, which I still can't believe um, that he's in prison now, but he will know more to the puzzle, right? That's true. If nothing, at least use his just information. an informant. Correct. We might need to lock him up too. Maybe strip down his uniform and leave him here naked until we return. <laughs> ah, yeah. Okay. Force him to drink Gisagiri pale ales the whole time. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Does Mr. Alec think that you are a bit haughty, Miss Glare? <laughs> <laughs> I right. don't know, but I would like to spar with him again. I feel like I could beat his ass this time. Ah, yes. There were so, so many potential... Yes. Claire, you got to be more careful with your words if you don't want yes. me to make the jokes. Anyway. <laughs> He's um, right. <laughs> goodness. I think I don't know what the, the most realistic you're talking about. I want to spar with him. Spank his ass. Spank his ass. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so anyway, uh, so yeah, I, I think the more realistic, uh, so I, I, I would imagine there's going to be lots of magical wards. I mean, this place is a high profile prison meant to hold people with lots of magic under their belt or access to it in one way or another. Uh, so maybe a more realistic plan is is poppering through a uh, particularly dangerous area or getting from a a uh, making a critical moment easier and not planning on those as a uh, easy way out. I don't I don't think we're going to be able to pass through the entire prison using magic. That's a good point. I didn't really think about that. You're saying use them to get in? Oh, I don't know. I I think they are a... They are a a means to an end rather than like our entire plan. I just don't want to plan on, on using that to get out and we get in there and I mean this is the kind of thing we're going to be spending a lot of time trying to figure out but I just I really don't see a world where one of the tightest prisons on this planet can be dimension doored in and out of (laughs) right (laughs) that is that is is ridiculously (laughs) true (laughs) right saying the Um, unsaid and finally well then we need Mr. Burns, like like you had mentioned, we need Mr. Burns' intel on what the prison actually looks like, what we should expect, um, and then worst case... It's defenses. Uh, if there's keys and things go awry, the guard will let us through the door. Or die. I like it. If, if there are magical blockades, wards, sensors, I... I think the only way we can go about this and we only will know the information we know come the time we have to sneak in with non-magical means I mean once we get outside of the range of the wards we can just blink then like you said Frizzigig just you know a way to expedite the process if the opportunity arises but I know that combo Frizzigig has those potions that enhance your non-magical disguising Sarah I think that's going to be critical here of course um, as you guys are like talking, eventually, um, there, the, the wall opens up and you see Emilio and he says, well, I see you're all hard at work on what's to come, but I've arrived to tell you that our friend, Mr. Montague waits upstairs I think it wise if only one of us were to meet him. He does not know any of you are here. He was summoned mysteriously. But I can guarantee a private room like the one you've entered upon your arrival. Sarah looks over at Miss Caleri. Uh, look, I get it. I get it. I'll go. I would like to see him anyway. <sighs> Bet you would. 
That sounds just fine, Mr. Matori. But, 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 I know we all have questions we would like to ask him. So if you would kindly tell me what it is you would like me to ask him, I would appreciate that. Tell him, Aaron said. In the end, Lucian vote is mine. That's All right, write that down. Uh, that's not a joke. Right? Got it. Yeah, right? Got it. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds pretty relevant. Um, Thank you, Frizzy Cake. Well, with the bar set there, I have nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> no, drop the bar back down. It's okay. Yeah. yeah oh, we'll okay. Pretend uh, that he didn't say that. Aaron, what? look, you don't got to share nothing if you don't want to. Do you mind the telling us what he did to you? Before this, I was living in Corvosa. That's, was far, a plague. that's a long way away. It was. It, it is. Very far. I walked the whole way here. A, Jeez. Yeah. There was a plague that hit Corvosa. And it killed many. There was a corrupt monarchy. And the Hell Knights were there, and when all this shit went down, they left. But before they left, they ransacked the poor people, essentially, and one of which was me. And he took something important from me. Are you trying to get it back, or are you just trying... I don't even know if it still exists. Mm. I think that'll be all, Miss Caleri. Yeah. Yeah, that's enough for me. All right. I'll see what I can ascertain. Mr. Vittoria, I will join you. All right, um, you exit, the door closes, and Mr. Vittori is going to sit down at the table on one stool, and he tells you to sit on the other one, one of the other stools. I sit. And then with a snap of his fingers, you feel the vines lifting you up, moving you back up to the room in which you came. And slowly, you and Emilio are phased through the grass floor. And before you, sitting in between you and Emilio, is a large Hell Knight in black armor. You see it as Alec. He appears to have got a bit of an upgrade since you last saw him. Um, could I use Claire Audience Ooh. on the conversation? <gasps> what? Yeah. Nice. So good. Good plan. Very cool. And thank you. Yeah, you see him. He looks a bit like just a bit more rugged, like just a bit more mature than maybe he did. He's definitely bulked up and his armor has uh, 
just made him larger than he was. Um, takes up more space, but you see him and he turns, he like stands up from his seat to look at both you and Amelia who've just risen from the floor. It is good to see you again, Miss Caleri. I wish it was under better circumstances. Agreed. Nonetheless, it is a pleasure to see you, Alec. Is it true what I've heard of you and your party? From what I can assume you've heard, you know us, Alec. You even defended Urkel. And his past is as shrouded as you might assume it is, but as far as I can speak for the rest of us, we've only done what we think was right. Whatever they've told you. So the men and women, the southern border, were not killed by your hands? What? We- There have been reports from Haugen's ear. Men and women robbed and slain on the roads. The southern border. Nope. And then a god killed in the streets of Breachill. <laughs> they found more bodies outside the city walls. Clary looks down and says, The men and women that you speak of dying at the southern border, I have no idea what that is. To rewind time a bit here, Alec, we essentially have just come back from my homeland defending this place from a brewing army and from the visage of an evil god. When we stepped through that portal to come home, the one place where we could feel safe. Urquiline and Tiberius were met with hostility and killed. Aaron saw it. Through some magical means, Aaron saw it all unfold. All I know is Urkel didn't murder anyone because the man he murdered killed his father and imprisoned him. Everything that came from that might have been a consequence. Yes, there is a dead guard. Urkel's mother dispatched him to save me as they were trying to wrap us all up in their twisted crime that they made up. In our frustration, in our darkest place, some poor homeless people tried to rob us. In reaction, in order to protect ourselves, we went a little overboard and that is a weight that 
we will always carry, and I will always carry. But everything that has happened up to this point in time has been either an act of defense or an attempt to save someone who was wrongly imprisoned. You have my word for that. I don't know what to believe anymore. I spoke with Urkel, I wanted to kill him. Looked like a ragged dog. But I found him. And he told me. Told me it were lies. Told me that Julius Vero had come from the dead to murder him and his father. And that the man I've been hunting for months now, Lucian Vogt, was also at its epicenter. Working under the guise of the Golden Knight. Well. I, t I saw the Golden Knight take off his helm and nothing but the charred face of a man I've never seen before was revealed. So no, I don't know what to believe anymore, Claire. I want to believe you and your party, but I just don't know Alec, if I can. do you believe that a man such as Lucian Vogt would allow himself to be seen by someone such as yourself? Do you believe that Vero, a man strapped in darkness, would not use his feigned murder to go unnoticed? I understand what you're saying, and this could be hard to swallow. But it makes sense. It makes sense. Aaron saw it with his own two eyes. His one magical eye, rather. And... I have also seen it, Mr. Montague. And Vittori is going to pull out a milky white potion and is going to hand it over to Alec. Mr. Montague, if you were to drink this vial here, you would see everything that our friend, Arinthriol, and myself have already seen. Did not believe it myself until I saw it with my own mind's eye. Alec turns to Clary for like confirmation. Clary slowly nods. He's gonna reach out and rip it out of his hands. He's going to just down it in one gulp. And you see his eyes begin to kind of glaze over in a milky substance and then after a moment begin to fade. magic so there is a chance of trickery here but I see everything saw it felt real saw Lucian vote in the gold knight's armor I told you well it's true Then why have you summoned me? What's your plan? 
every night I stay in this city, it gets harder and harder to figure out what's up and what's down. The people playing these power games, they're bigger than me. They're bigger than us all. Galeri looks over at Vittori and back to Alec. As far as a plan is considered, let me make one thing clear, Alec. We only have one goal. Well, most of us do. Our goal is to retrieve Urkel. He was wrongly accused. As you know, Vero's not dead. But Vote is also tied up in this whole business. And we called you here because we know you have stake in that claim. And I don't know what you know about the city or what help you can provide, but information is worth its weight in gold. And just having an ally is worth more than that. Urkel is being held in the depths of the Gieve. We plan to somehow find a way down into there, whether that is through the head of the Gieve who attends here or otherwise. And once we get Urkel back, well, that's when we pay our dues to Mr. Vittori here. Urkel has a wealth of knowledge about the bank, the National Bank of Eladir, where we can assume both Vero and Vok are. Once we have that information, we could maybe find a way to undermine their whole operation that empowers Vittori here and gives us an in to both Vero and Vote. That sounds appealing to you. And there's a spot at the table. Let me make one thing clear, Mr. Clare. Time has passed, and I see we've both changed. We share a common enemy. Vero. And Vote. Two snakes lie coiled in this city, undermining its populace, the corruption. That I cannot stand, and the swift justice of the law must be brought down on them. They are not the only snakes in the weeds. And he's going to look over at Vittori. Looks back at Clary. I don't know what you mean by undermine and empower. But Urkel was arrested, sentenced to murder for a murder he did commit. I can help you with vote in Vero. What you're speaking of, of a prison break, a robbery of the central bank, I will have none of it. If I see it or hear of it again, I must report it. Now, you have another option, Miss Clare. 
You can let me and my order handle this vote bastard. And all lay low while we get this sorted out. If we could track him down in Vero, prove that Urkel never committed the crime, he will be released from his prison legally. And the only blood that will be spilled is those that deserve it. Now, a prison break and robbing a bank. Allying with criminals in the eyes, Amelia. These are things that I will not be a part of. And if I witness them again, I will have to side with the law. Do you understand me? I need you to understand me, Alec. You will never achieve what you're aiming for if all you abide by is black and white. And sorry, I don't think we can keep our hands out of this one. Aaron wanted me to mention something to you. We might be fighting the same man, the same men, but when it comes down to it, vote is his. And I hope we don't have any issues when it comes to that. Very well then, very well then. I pray we don't cross paths in the next few days. Stay safe, Miss Colary. He's gonna turn, walk towards the door. Bye, Alec. Hopefully next time we can share a drink and not cross swords. It's going to nod, exit the small room. Amelia is going to turn to you and say, well, this wasn't very productive, now was it? <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I probably should have seen this coming. But uh, the Hell Knights know that Vero is alive, at least. And they know that Urkel didn't kill him. Maybe that'll come in handy at some point, but it's wishful thinking. We've got our own job to do. Yes, and more players have joined the game. We will need to make sure to stay out of each other's way. Now, I believe you and your friends have some planning to do. As I said, I will offer you all of the tools that I can muster without bankrupting me, without bankrupting my family, but it will be up to all of you to figure out how this is all going to go down. 
and with that, you feel the um, the vines kind of pulling you back down into the cavern below. And the door kind of opens again to the small room where <laughs> I believe Frizzigig, Sarah, and Aaron are huddled in listening on the conversation. <laughs> Well, Aaron was transcribing and, uh, it and giving it to them, I guess. <laughs> right, right. And we see Clary kind of go in the room, join them as they huddle around a table, the map of a city. And Ferrani, some knives stuck in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you turn and see Amelia looking at you all with a smile in the door materializes and fills back with earth as you are trapped in this room. We're going to fade to black and that will be the end of episode 76. 